over this, but at the same time, I'm going to use this as a consolation for you. Open it to page 22. Your, con your condition, your conclusion. And this is the conclusion we will use to conclude the conference. Your condition, your conclusion. It's a story, or it's a topic I brought out from 1 Samuel chapter 1, verse 1 to 28. It's the story of Anna. It's the story of Anna. I have, a, I have a saying that your condition does not matter. Your conclusion is what matters. You can be in any condition. Adverse condition. Anything can come across your way in life, in ministry, as a man, as a woman. Your conclusion about that, your condition, is what matters. And like I wrote in my own outline here, I said, your conclusion about your condition will determine your convenience. Anna was a woman that had an adverse condition in her life. For 16 years, she was buried. She had no child. How do I arrive at 16 years? Simple logic. She was the first wife, but she had no issue. Then the husband went and married another one. And that one has seven issues. And you know, in those days, they don't give back to children the way we give back to children so quickly today. They space it very well. Now, let's agree that Anna lived with the husband two years before the husband discovered she could not have an issue and the husband decided to go and bring in another woman. By the time another woman came in, let's say they gave space of two, two years. By the time she gave birth to seven children, how many years are that? Fourteen years. After the first two years, that's sixteen years. So for sixteen years, Anna was always weeping and crying. Always complaining. Always complaining. Always downcast. Always morose. Always sad. Always dejected. But when that was her conclusion about her condition, God never answered her. Until one day, I said, what am I weeping? What am I crying for? I can pray. Then when they went to Shiloh, she went and prayed. She went and seek the face of the Lord. She changed her conclusion about her condition. And the Lord answered her. The Lord will answer you. Uh -uh. I said the Lord will answer you. Okay. That's what is in the introduction there. Condition. Any condition can come across our way, my brother. Like, uh, was it not a uh, uh, greater Zeke who said, no condition is permanent. And a condition make crayfish bend. Oh yes, no matter how devoted, how dedicated, how sincere, how obedient, how godly we are, we will always come across some conditions that are not palatable to our lives. Am I communicating? Yeah, we always have problematic times. That's adverse conditions. There are situations that will come to us that we don't really like. There are circumstances we find ourselves that you don't bargain for, you don't pray for. There are things you don't pray for that will happen to you. Even after you pray, you fast. The Lord said, this is my will for you. And you marry him. That doesn't mean it's going to be problem free. Adverse conditions come in various forms. Sometimes it comes in form of childlessness. You are okay. I've known people that are virgin when they marry. Yet, there is no issue. Oh, yes. Childlessness is part of conditions in life, in marriage, in the life of women. Joblessness is part of it. Poverty is part of it. Sickness is part of it. Disease is part of it. Sometimes violence in our life. Sometimes calamities, drunkenness. Yeah, adultery. 
relations, in-law problem, misunderstanding, bereavement. Oh yes, sometimes women lose their husbands, they lose their children. It's part of adverse condition of life. Am I communicating? You know when Naomi, she went down. In other words, in Bible language, she backslid. She left the land of Egypt, the land of Israel. She went to the land of the Moabites. She went with husband and two children. She lost all of them before she came back. But that was her condition. But the story didn't end there. Abi, did it end there? The story didn't end there. So not every time things will be happy for you. There are times you are really, really genuinely sad. There are times that things really do happen to your life. You see, let's say this very well. Everything about faith, he said, there's no problem. Everything is all right. Breakthrough all the time. Money all the time. Everything you are looking for will get into your hands. Is that not so? In fact, that's not God's promise for us. Jesus said, in life, you will have what? Okay, change that tribulation to problem. In life, you will have problem. But be ye happy, I have overcome the world. There will be problem in life. There will be adverse conditions coming across our way. There are bereavement. There are negative occurrences. Some of these conditions of life come because of our sins. Oh yes, some of the time they come because of our sin. They come because of causes in our life. They come because of satanic machinations against us. But some other time, they just come upon us with no just cause. Sometimes, it's not because of your sin. Sometimes, you know, when some people, when some women, when they pass through some problem, they say, God, but why? But God, why? Why is this happening to me? I read a, 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 a writer who said something years ago. He said, when you ask God, why? God will not answer you. Because if you answer the first why, you will ask with another why. So you prefer not to... Say, but God, why? What did I do? Have I killed your child? I mean, God, what is my fault? Sometimes problems come to us. Adverse circumstances come to us. Situation comes to us. Marriages break up. Children desert us. People abandon us. People stab us in the back. Not because of our sin. But because we must gain the experience of life. Am I communicating? Okay. That's what me have found out. Imagine Jabez. Did you really read about Jabez? In Chronicles. He was born a child of sorrow. But think about that again. He has not lived in the world to commit sin, no. But he was born as a child of sorrow. So he was not of his own making. He was just born like that. Born with sorrow. But thank God, he did not accept that condition. His mother called him a child of sorrow. But he did not accept. The Bible said when he grew up, he went to the Lord. You must change this my condition. I refuse to remain as a child of sorrow. And the Bible said God grant him what he requested. All you are going to request this afternoon, the Lord will grant it for you. So that next year when you will come back to this conference, you will have a testimony. Yeah, Sometimes problem doesn't mean we are living in sin. Did you remember John chapter 9? The Bible talked about a man that was born blind. And his disciple asked Jesus, who sinned? Him? He said no. His parents, he said no. Why was he born blind? Ah, that the glory of the Lord might be manifested in his life. Shota. Some of you that are bearing ajika, 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 
you must have problem. Come on, like Hello? God, in His infinite mercy, allows us to pass through these conditions for our training, for our growth, for our testimony. Some people will never be wise in life if they don't have problems. And God wants to use them more. Woman, God wants to use you, but He wants to use you as a wise mother to nations. If He wants, uh, don't say Amen. If He wants to do that in your life, He must give you problem, because it's that problem that will make you to be wise. Some of us are so foolish before. If you ask my mother today, that story I told you. If you ask my mother today, He will tell you she's wise. She was even telling me something of research. I was sharing something. I said, my son, I don't wise. She will go to her church now. Help me thank God, though. Hallelujah. Oh, God is doing miracles in my life. He don't worry. What kind of miracle? She won't say. But before she will say, my son gave me 5,000. This one gave me. This one, they have promoted him. He's now riding a car. He's now doing... Hey. <laughs> now inside church, yo. And arrows will begin to fly. But when she see problem... She said, I'm wise now. So sometimes God allows it, not because of your sin, but God says that this one is not wise. So he'll give you a problem. That's how you can be wise. Okay? Let's look at some facts about this problem. Nobody is immune from problems. Nobody. 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 As our facial expressions are different, so also our problems are different. Number two, the problem-free life can only be found in the grave. If you say you are free, then you are dead. Ah, me, I don't have any problem. It's a lie. One problem must be in your life that you are battling with. Shorty boy, you hear me? There's nobody that doesn't have problem. I have my own, you have your own. It's only that my own is different to your own. And the way I handle my own, you may not know I have problem. Because I'm always, I'm always laughing. You won't know. But it's there. Sometimes I become so morose in the house. I mean, you should sit down. They want to talk to me. I say, nobody should talk to me. Woman, go to your room. Leave me alone. Because you are familiar with Yeah, those times still comes. I must confess. There are problems. There are problems. There are each of us are encountering one way or the other. There are times you sit alone and the devil will become your preacher. So see your life. I'm sorry for you. It may be that you are looking yourself in the mirror. What kind of life are you living? Everybody is laughing. You are laughing. Is this somebody like you that should be laughing? Hey, Rujue. And you think you are a person. If care is not taken, you will go and hunger yourself. But at such times, you need to remember that everybody has one problem or the other. Hello? God will always leave a challenge in your life to conquer. Did you hear that one? God will always do what? Leave a challenge in your life to conquer. Somebody say, my problem is I don't have money. Stop that too. If you know those people who have money, where they will ruin the money, the devil has also given it to them. Everybody has one problem. And if God loves you dearly, He must hurt you very, very deeply. 
You must allow one problem to be in your life that you'll be battling with. That is the problem that will cause you to pray. That's the problem that will cause you to weep and kneel down before God. Because if you have no problem in life, everything is okay, everything is moving fine, money is coming, your husband loves you, your children are growing up, everything is okay, nobody speaks against you, nobody stabs you at the bar, money is flowing, everything is all right. Will you fast? Will you pray? Will you come to church? Let me show you one example. 20 years ago, in this our Ubudu, Nigeria, when there was money, the days of Undoji, you remember? That's 25, 30 years ago. The days of Undoji, Uncle Ben's rice, when everything was imported, there was money everywhere. When Gowon said that the problem of Nigeria is not money, it is how to spend that money. How many of you were around by then? I won't come back by. When everything was okay, the naira was more than the dollar. The dollar was, it was 80 cobalt to one dollar. Not even one naira. 80 cobalt to one dollar. By then, rich people don't serve God. Who do you see in churches? Poor people. But when austerity measure came, it was Agari that started it. When austerity measure, ah, if you know those days, this is Yanosolo here. Rice, national supply. Oh, some people should remember those days. <laughs> At Yanasolo here, there will be hold up there. Uncle Ben's rice. That's why Umaru Jiko was the chairman of National Supply. They will bring rice in in in, in uh, trailers. The trailer will line up from Yanasolo to Oduema. Everybody carry rice. Distribute sugar free of charge. Distribute everything. Pay nine months salary arrears to workers. By then, nobody starts God. But when Shagari started austerity measure 1983, uh, Buhari came. Huh? had sat to read. Uh -huh. Some people's sense begin to. <laughs> it was then Nigeria ran to church. It was then Nigeria no God. And check out those nations where there is money. They don't serve God. So God must give you something in your life you are battling with. May you conquer it. Uh uh. Problems are not meant to destroy, but they are meant to develop you, provided you allow them to develop you. Am I communicating? Yes. Yeah, God give this mean this problem to destroy me. No, He wants that problem to develop you. Problems are not meant to make you a bitter person, but to make you a better person. Don't allow problem to make you bitter, and you are sad against God. No, that problem should make you a better person, grow you up, so that you can become tender. When you see people in that situation, you can handle them in a mature way, in a tender way. Hello, somebody. Problem doesn't mean God has forsaken you. So, underline that one. Say, it's because God has forsaken me. That's why I have problem. No! It means God wants to promote you. Let me tell your neighbor. Problem doesn't mean God has forsaken you. Mm. He's still with you. Be a Corneleru. Okay? Then God will not reveal every problem that will come across your way to you. He won't tell you everything. He will show you some and he will hide some from you. Because if he tell you everything, you will run back. God will not save you from problems, but he will save you in problems. Did you hear that one? That's what he did to the three Hebrew children. 
When Nebuchadnezzar was hitting the fire seven times hotter, God did not save them. But when they were thrown inside the fire, he showed himself up. He turned the fire to air condition. Your problem will become a miracle. Amen. When they were planning all the coup against Daniel, that let nobody pray in the name of another God. O king, made a decree that whoever pray in the name of another God, he shall be thrown into the lion's den. And according to the decree of the Medes and the Persians, that cannot be changed. When they were planning all that, God never talked. He never saved Daniel. Daniel prayed and he cast him and threw him into the lion's den. But before he got to the lion's den, God has went to the lion. I'm sending somebody to you. You must not touch him. You lions, you should go on three days fasting. If you obey me, I will give you better food, surplus food. Now one, then send now. I will send plenty of people later. <laughs> you know that that should that's just instructive for us. Somebody say, why did God open his eye? Some people are planning coup against me. They are telling lie against me. They are planning against me. Let them plan. In planning, they will plan, but they will never succeed. Yes. Every problem is a disguised miracle. Every problem is a miracle in disguise. Your problem will lead to miracle. Problems should not draw us away from God. Rather, it should draw us to God. Are I communicating? Simply because we have a problem, that doesn't mean you should be running from pillar to post. You become a meat to prophets. They begin to recommend so many things for you. You buy this, you buy that. Even you get to a situation that prophets say they must live with you because you are looking for children. There was a woman like that. He said, I am tired, sir. Pastor, evangelist, everybody has slept with her so many times in the name of uh, children. One of them told her a lie that the Lord said the children you are looking for is in his body. Very that he has to sleep with you very well. Raki, raki, gidi. It is then you will get pregnant. He slept with her or slept with for many, many times. It was when she got tired, she left the place. And the woman is almost 50 now. Then. Why can't she stay with God? It's in Africa here. We talk that if you don't have a child, it is Pafuka for you. No! There are situations that somebody may not have a child till he will die. And we do greater things than somebody that has children. It's we Africans that place too much importance of that. And we destroy marriages because she, she can't have an issue. That's not how it should be. Hello? So problems should not draw us away from God. Rather, it should draw us nearer to God. Wrong conclusion about your condition. Yeah, for some 16 years, like I said. And as, as the wrong conclusion about her terrible condition. And very many people today, especially women, react to problems much the same way. When problems come, what's the first reaction? Weeping, crying, and being sorrowful. The eye will swell up. What's happening to you? How do we women react to problems? Self-pity and being hysterical. She will not take care of herself anymore. Let the hair. Even for months, she won't watch the head. The hair is there. We will take patient beauty wearing. We wear dirty clothes. Why? Because she had a problem. What problem did you have and somebody did not have? I wonder. Then how do women react to problems? Cursing, shouting, 
abusing God. Begin to cause the way that she was born. Begin to cause everybody. Hey God, if you are true God, why did you open your eye? Koro, koro, allow me to fall into this problem. That's how some women react to problem. But as long as you react that way, God will never answer you. Then blaming and battering and biting each other. That's how some couples react to problem. Begin to blame me. I tell you, you were a shower before I marry you. You and God should be, you were playing around. And you and God, <laughs> you and God, my father said I should not marry you. And you and God, it's me that got disobedient. If not, you are the one that bewitched me that time. Nonsense. When you are doing that, the devil is clapping. Now, how do women react to problems? Suicidal thoughts and attempts. They want to kill themselves. They want to go and jump inside river. If you go and jump inside river, the bar will be plenty for the rest of us. You better don't kill yourself. There's no problem you are passing through that somebody has not passed through it before. Whatever condition you find yourself today, somebody found himself in that condition and he overcame. So you too will overcome. Becoming slaves of false prophet, yes. False prophet will always eat as long as women react to their condition in the negative way. What vision will they not see for you? Ask. Ah. Yes, there was one. There was one. He came to one of my pastors. I don't pray for her. The Lord bless you. The Lord be with you. Ah, the Lord say he has done that thing. In Jesus' name. Mommy, you can go. Ah. He says, sir, is it finished? I say, it's finished. Have you have prayed? Ah, you didn't see anything, sir. There's nothing I should... I should buy or that you will give me. Now I say nothing. Go. God say he has answered the prayer. Uh. She went away and went and told a friend that that prophet is not hot enough. <laughs> then she left and went to another prophet. That one says he has fasted and prayed over one bottle of anointing oil. And one spoon that the anointing oil is so powerful that one spoon cost 1,000 naira. Then, and as at the time she came back, oh, she had bought 66,000 naira worth of anointing oil. Spoon, oh! When? when she came to the true one, he said that one did not add anything to it. So she went to that one. And that one said, this anointing, I prayed over it. It carries so much anointing that a spoon of it cost uh, 1,000 naira. A spoon. So he will pour it inside the spoon. You must uh, drink it. Your miracle has come. If you come back next week, say, yes, sir, the pregnancy never comes. Say, buy another spoon. Before her eyes were open, she has bought 66,000 naira worth. And the miracle has not come. That's the way people react to problems. Then forsaking God for idols and herbalists. Down, being downcast, being mournful, being withdrawn. Complaining, being critical and murmuring. Resignation to faith and destiny. Then discouragement. And giving up. Look at that sentence is down there. As long as you conclude negatively about your problems, they will never go away. The way you handle your problem is the way it will handle you. Your condition is not as important as your conclusion. Your conclusion is a prophecy about your problems. If you say this problem will kill me, they will kill you. But if you say you this problem, I will overcome you. I will testify about you. That's how we come to pass. In Jesus' name. I say in Jesus' name. Amen. What is the right conclusion about your problem? Before I go into those points, let's read that Romans chapter 4. I want to show you something there. That's Abraham for you. I hope we can learn a lesson there. 
So you know that you are not the only one that has a problem. Abraham was in that kind of problem. But let's see his conclusion. In Romans chapter 4. Let me start reading from verse 17. As it is written, I have made thee a father of many nations. Before him whom he believed, even God, who quickened the dead and called those things could be not as though they were. That's your first conclusion. Don't walk by what you see. Am I communicating? Walk by faith. Don't see your problem. See God that is greater than that problem. That's Abraham. Two, look at verse 18. Who against hope believe in what? When, that means when there was no hope again, he still believed in hope. Oh, maybe one day I'll preach to you about hope. I believe hope is greater than faith. I believe hope is the mother of faith. When you don't have faith again, have hope. When you say, I've lost faith, I can't, well, I can't believe again. Just hope. Hope in God. Hope in God. In fact, hope is greater than faith. A lot of people emphasize faith, faith, faith today. But to me, the way I understand my own Bible, hope is greater than faith. Because Hebrew 11 one says, Now, faith is the substance of things hoped for. You first hope for it before faith will arrive. So if you don't have faith, don't lose your hope. Because Romans 5, 5 says, Hope maketh not ashamed. And what is hope? One day shall God will do this thing. One day shall we carry my own child. One day shall we give a testimony. One day shall this problem will go. I know one day it will happen. That's what Job said. He said, I know that my Redeemer liveth. Even if this my body die, I will see with my eye one day. Hope. When there was no hope, the Bible says, Abraham believed in hope. Don't conclude that that is your condition, you will die there. You will not die there. God will create a miracle when you don't expect and the thing will happen, boom! You will laugh. Okay, verse 13. Who again so believe in hope that he may become the father of many nations according to that which was spoken, so shall I see be. 19. And be not weak in faith. Because they are hope. His faith was not weak. He considered not his own body now dead. Can you see that? Even though his body is dead, but he didn't look at that. He didn't walk by sight. When he was about a hundred years old, neither yet the deadness of Sarah's womb. He staggered not at the promise of God through the unbelief. But was strong in faith, giving glory to God. Oh my, I love verse 21. And being fully persuaded that what he had promised, he was also able to perform. Whatever God, stand on the promises of God. Look, I don't care this condition you find yourself. Stand on God's promise. Everything can fail. That promise will not fail. Am I communicating? Heaven and earth shall pass away. But a little jot in my world will not go on for fear. Stand on God's promise concerning that your condition. I don't know how long it will take. Look, in my little years, I got born again January 82. And that's just yesterday. But I've walked a little with the Lord. I've come to understand some. There are miracles that have happened to me. If I tell you my story, you may not believe it. But let me give you this summary. There are prayers I pray. That I will say, God, I don't know how you are going to do it. But what I just want you is that you must do what? Do it. And I can tell you, I can pray for two years. 
But at the end of the day, the miracle will come to my hand. I say, this is the promise I'm standing on. And you see, it will come to pass. Sometimes I carry the Bible, I put it on my feet, I stand on it. I stand on this one. No? Sometimes I put my hand there and say, Baba, look at it here. I don't know how you will do it, but you must do this thing. I must not be put to shame. And I tell you, brother, you will do it. Stand on that promises. The Bible says Abraham was fully persuaded that what he has promised was able to do. And you know God did it. At their old age, they received the power to conceive. And they have a child of their own. Don't worry. If there are times that doubt comes to your heart, it's normal. You know, a lot of people call Abraham the father of faith. Me, I call him the father of doubters. Because he doubted a lot. If you check up his story, he doubted a lot. Abraham was a normal human being. A normal believer in the Lord. They call him father of faith. He's the father of doubters. Let me just trace a little for you. God called him in Genesis chapter 12. Say, come out of your country. Go to a land that is flowing with milk and honey. He got to that land. He saw family there. He turned back and went back to Egypt. In other words, he backslide. God went and brought him. Come back. Stay in this land. <laughs> stay in this land. This is where I call you to. Even though there is family in the land, stay. And that's a lesson for us. Hey, it is the promises of God that brought me here. I know what God tells me. And there will be no problem. There will be problem. In your land of promise, there will be famine there. Who tell you, who bomb on? You say there will be no famine in your land of promise. There will be land, there will be famine. People that preach to you, and if you receive Jesus, he will butter your bread, sugar your tea. Now lie, Sometimes there will be famine, there will be no more. You will forget the taste of milk. Talk less of sugar. But that will not continue forever. The condition will change. In Genesis chapter 13, God bless him. He came to him. Abraham, I will bless you. In chapter 15, he said, I am your exceeding great reward. Say, Abraham, I am your exceeding great reward. You know what he did? He said, hey, I've been looking for you, God. Hey, please, tell me that this Eliasa is the head of my house. I won't be annoyed, though. How this one you are promising that you will give me a seed? I don't really believe it. Tell me it is Elias. God said, ah, ah, Abraham. No, come out, come out, come out. And he brought him out in the night. He said, look at the stars. Come to them. He one, two, three, four, seven, eight, nine, ten, nine, nine. He, start, he said, so shall your seed be. From your own loin, not Elias. He said, okay, I believe you. But the next chapter, chapter 16, Sarah said, we have been waiting for a long time, Abraham. How long shall we continue to wait? See this young girl here. I will stop you going and come out. Would you Abraham must have been behind that girl before, Seth. Because he didn't question at all. He just said straight away. Go question. <laughs> straight away, he just accepted. He must have been behind that girl before. He went in, the girl got pregnant. And uh, you know, as with young girls now, she became so proud. And Sarah was the one who came again and said, uh -huh. She's no longer respecting me. Drive her away. And the Bible said the thing looked so grievous in the eyes of Abraham. In fact, it was not okay. The love of that girl don't enter in heart. Chapter 17. God came to Abraham. Why? Because that is the son of the bond woman. 
My promise is not from Agar. It's from Sarah. And you know by chapter 18, God came to Abraham. In the cool of the day, he came in form of three visitors. He was hospitable. Gave them meat and all that. And when they finished it, he suddenly said, Where is Sarah your wife? Oh, he said, He's there. He said, By this time next year, she have a son of her own. Abraham laughed, said, even say that when she was at the backyard, say these people, the Malu way they not shop, don't enter their head. That's why they, they talk nonsense. He said, <laughs> I said this people. But the angel said, You are laughing? He said, No, my Lord, I didn't lie. He said, But you laugh. Is there anything too hard for the Lord? By chapter 21, the Bible says, God did unto Sarah as he has promised. And he did unto her, as he has said. Because according to the time of life, she got pregnant. And said, what? Me? So that I, I will still have a child of my own. God is out. Stand up on your feet. It's okay. Amen. Amen. Are you ready to pray? Please help me to ask your neighbor. Say, are you ready to pray? Your first statement is this. I refuse to be a conditional Christian. Huh? Mommy, what are you saying? Can you make it a prayer point? Open your mouth and pray that prayer quickly. Father, in the name of Jesus Christ. And from today, I refuse to be a conditional Christian. Hear our prayers in Jesus' name. The mount of God says, and I quote, your condition does not matter, but your conclusion does. Lord, turn my problems to miracle. As the man of God was, uh, was teaching, the Holy Spirit was speaking to me that as a woman here who is looking for visa for a child, the Lord says he has done it. Yeah. And as another woman here that is supposed to travel and meet her husband, if visa is your problem, that's all one is also said to you. Want to lift up your voice unto God. Lord, turn my problems to miracles. Nobody celebrates your problem with you. But he will celebrate that miracle with you. Lord, I want to become a subject of envy. A subject of discussion. Where are the people that have been uh, pacifying you will now come back to celebrate your victory. Lord, today, turn all my problems to miracles. Open your mouth and pray the prayer. Father, in the name of Jesus Christ. Turn my problems to miracles. Turn my problems to miracles. Turn my problems to miracles. He 
us in Jesus' name. Open your eyes and look up here. With all faithfulness and sincerity, the man of God has opened up to us that you cannot live without problem. But you want to ask God, give me power to live above problem. That don't allow your problem to weigh you down to the extent that you even not be able to win souls for Christ again. Some people are about sending people down, sending people back from Christ. Are you coming to this wicked Christ? He's so wicked that has sustained me my problem up to this present moment. If we don't say it, our action says it. And the Bible, there is another that says, action speaks louder than your voice. Tell somebody, say, your accent is speaking. Tell him or tell her. Better let your accent speak better now. Let your accent speak better. Hallelujah. Lord, give me power to live above problem. I don't want to live a dejected life. So moody, so morose. And from today, give me power to live above problem. Open your mouth and pray the prayer. Father, in the name of Jesus Christ. Give me power to live above problem. Give me power to live above problem. Give me power to live above problem. Hear our prayers in Jesus' name. Amen. Open your eyes and look up here. You are about to spread, but not now. In few minutes to this time, we spread now because our official is not to be localized. I refuse to be a local champion. The anointing of God upon your life is greater than where you are situated. That location alone cannot consume that anointing. It has to be over every place. And the Lord will make it so today. I say the Lord will make it today. I'm seeing another bet better vision for you. You are coming out of that your corner. And you'll be renowned. But don't forget what you know will make you know. And you are knowing something now. Say, I am knowing something now. So every of what you know in this conference will make you know. People will look for you. I say people will look for you. I say people will look for you. There's something that happened in the book of the Bible. John chapter 9. That verse 9. Lord, make me make my own case controversial that man became so controversial that people were asking could it be the same man as they were discussing his matter and he was passing by he looked to see them like this and said i am i am the one and that is going to be your person in jesus name lord that problem i've been passing through by the time you give me victory let him be so controversial that I become a subject of envy. I become a subject of discussion. That people will begin to discuss about me from one corner to another pole. Open your mouth and pray that prayer. Father, in the name of Jesus Christ. That problem that has made me a 
Subject of scornful. Now people are saying bad about me. Now problem. Yeah, our prayers in Jesus' name. All mummies in the Lord. And now we have about few prayer points more before we spread. That your child may be the problem you are having. And your own problem may be your husband. We have diverse problems. And because of this problem, people have been laughing at you. You will want to tell the Lord with all authority. Say, Lord, let all those that have loved that have been laughing at me, come back to laugh with me. That difference between laughing at and laughing with. People have been laughing Sarah to scorn. But it came to a time that he said, the Lord has done something in the life of Sarah, that everybody that here will laugh with me. Lord, let all those that have been laughing at me, because of that my problematic child, because of my marital home, because of my barrenness, because of that problem, because of my wretched condition, let them come back to come and celebrate with me and laugh with me. Open your mouth and pray your prayer. Father, in the name of Jesus Christ, let all those that have been laughing at me for one problem or the other, for one problem or the other, Let them come and laugh with me. Hear our prayers in Jesus' name. Amen. When my time will remain two minutes, we will spread. But lift up your two hands like this. I surrender all to you. I surrender all to you. I surrender all. I surrender all. I surrender all to What about you? I surrender all to you. I surrender all to you. I surrender all. I surrender all. I surrender all. is in the Lord, as you lift up your two hands, you will say, Lord, there is nobody that can take care of me like you. You can carry me on my problem. Lord, I surrender my life to you. Take care of my life. Open your mouth and pray your prayer. Father, in the name of Jesus Christ, there is no other person. There is no other person that can take Yeah, our prayers in Jesus' name. Amen. As you begin to spread prophetically now, 
Open your eyes and look up here. Let every aspect of you, every unique department and faculty of your life spread along with you. Because you carry a vision that is global. You have an intercontinentalized vision, not a local one. Let me see you say, I will spread like this. I know men are active than uh, men are active than women. Are you active? Okay, stand very well. Say, I will spread like this. I will spread like this. I will spread like this. And I will spread like this. I will spread all over the world. And I will spread all over the nation. Let it explode for expansion. Lord, I am for the whole world. I am not for Nigeria alone. Come on. My vision. Go places. Begin to spread. Open your mouth and begin to confirm it. Father, in the name of Jesus Christ. There is something here. Bubbling. I say explode for expansion. Explode for expansion. Something is bubbling here. Open your eyes and look up here. It remains only one prayer point. And we will use our words to pray it. Bring out tangible offering. The concluding offering. I want to use it to pray one powerful prayer. Are you ready, ma? Praise the Lord.